Welcome to the Heart of the Athlete. This is Reggie Etheridge welcoming you to the radio program for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, featuring what God is doing in the hearts and lives of coaches and athletes in Idaho. Now, here are your hosts. Well, good morning, folks, and welcome to the Heart of the Athlete, the local FCA radio show here on 94.1 FM KBXL. My name is Ken Lewis. I'm the director for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes here in Idaho. And uh, we're just blessed this morning to have in the studio this morning, uh, Coach Danny Bowman, the new uh, track and field coach at Northwest Nazarene University. Danny, it's great to have you in here today. Yeah, thank you for having me. And uh, you've just, you just came on staff uh, with NNU this, this last fall, right? That's correct. We came up here um, mid-September, and the whole family and I were up here in October. So wow, just recently. Well, welcome back to Idaho, and I know you're a, a kind of an Idaho native, and uh, you you spent a lot of time here in the past. And I know we're going to get into some of that here today. And uh, but we're just we're so glad that you're here at NNU, and uh, uh, I know that Coach Spatz was your coach when because you went to NNU, right? I did. Yes. So I went uh, from 2001 to 2005, and Coach Spatz came in, I believe, 2002, and was my coach for three years. So it's been wow. great, and it's kind of neat to replace him. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of an honor. That's right. He's up in uh, Spokane now, and uh, he was at NNU like 17 years, right? It was a while. Yeah. It was. I know he was instrumental in uh, us getting that FCA pole vault camp in 2008 started over there, mm-hmm. and... Uh, I know he'd said, hey, there's not a whole lot going on here on the campus at NNU in the summers. There's some camps and stuff, but we're driving all the way across the country to go to these FCA camps. How about we do one here? And uh, about two years later, we started that pole vault camp in 2008. And uh, eventually it led to this all-sport camp that we have now. So, And I'm sure you've heard a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting to learn a little bit about what's been done in the past and what the future holds. So looking forward to it. Yeah. So it'll be great. Hopefully we can get you involved at that camp. Then it's Absolutely. the last week of June and folks, if you're interested uh, in the Northwest FCA sport camp, it's June 24th through the 28th at NNU Northwest Nazarene there in Nampa, Idaho. And you can get information on our website at fcaidaho.org. And uh, got some great coaches that, that come college coaches and high school coaches, uh, even some Olympic sport coaches that come and coach there. So um, I know we've had Hollis Conway, who was a two-time Olympic medalist. He's been there helping out with high jump in the past. And we had Dave Johnson, who is a bronze medalist in the decathlon that, you know, you're, the track that yeah. you operate and, and uh, oversee now, Danny. So that's great. So we're looking forward to that. So, well, Danny, you, you grew up a lot of your life right here in Idaho in Weezer, right? I did. I uh, came up in 1990. Four, it was. We moved up here. My dad was a pastor. Mom was a teacher, and they landed jobs in Weezer, Idaho, and we came up and uh, went to sixth grade and been there ever since college or went there, you know, middle school and high school. So it was great. Loved it. And what year did you graduate from Weezer? 2001. 2001. The Wolverines. Well, it, I used to coach at CUNA, yes. and of course, CUNA and Weezer were in the same division there for a while yep. for a long time actually yep. until these maybe the last 10 years they haven't been but uh, mm-hmm. uh just some great folks over there in weezer great community mm-hmm. and i know they rally around the school and there's you know it's just been uh, great getting to know the people at weezer john lundberg and yep yeah do you ever have john for a class over there i did had him for a couple technology classes 
So great guy. Well, I, I think they got the SCA huddle started somewhere right around around 2000. I, I remember, yeah. I was part of it at least for the, I think it was two years, 2000, uh-huh. 2001, junior and senior year. And uh-huh. We met in his classroom and yeah, we had a good little group. Yeah, we've had Coach Lemberg on the show before and I know that they, uh, they're they coming up on a 20-year anniversary of doing SCA out there, which is really cool here in a year. That's so. neat. Well, and he's had quite a career out there coaching golf and volleyball, and I got to know him through wrestling. So mm-hmm. so what other sports did you do? What was it like growing up for you and Weezer in those years of middle school yeah. and high school? So when I was in California, that's before we moved to Weezer, we were more involved with the FA, 4-H type thing with animals and raising all that. And then we moved up to Weezer and... That wasn't all that popular, but sports were. So we're like, all right, let's try it out. So, you know, I started, uh, did football and basketball and track and, you know, eventually dwindled down to uh, basketball and track and Uh loved it. And obviously uh, track is the path I took ever since I graduated and was able to run at NNU and that's kind of how it went. But Weezer was great, great plays, great, great everything, loved it. Yeah, and what events did you do in college when you ran it at NNU? Sure, I was a sprinter, so from the 60 meters all the way up to the 400, depending on the meet and where they put us. So it was a, it was fun. And relays, it was great. Were you guys doing much indoor at the time when you were there? Because I know they've been doing a lot mm-hmm. recently with the mm-hmm. Jackson uh, track yeah, and field we were facility. There quite a bit, actually. Um, if I recall, we were almost there every single day practicing uh-huh. at the facility. And our all of our meets were there for indoor, so for indoor. it was really neat that we got to compete. You know, Baylor came up with <laughs> Warner, and you know, got to see all that and run on that track at the same meet with him, and you know, Baylor and Texas A&M and LSU and all that when they all came up. Wow! So it was really cool. Get to compete against those exactly, guys, those big dogs. <laughs> exactly, and then coaching against them too. Yeah. You know, because right after I graduated from NNU, Spats hired me on as a sprint coach. So yeah. I was able to stick around for another four years. So it was yeah. really a great opportunity that we had. That's great. And so when did you, because I know, uh, when did you leave NNU as, when you were mm-hmm. coaching there the first time? Um, I want to say... 2008 something like that something okay. 2009 then went to Idaho Falls um and was out there for uh, about four years as well I know you have a heart for ministry as well and so you were yep. what a youth pastor over there in yeah IF so and- you know we were coaching and I was actually coaching at NNU like I mentioned and I had a, a full-time job in CUNA at the middle school there working with uh certain uh, individuals in a pull-out behavior classroom. So that was kind of a neat opportunity. And, you know, my wife and I were talking, and we're like, man, you know, I feel called to the ministry in a different role than obviously coaching. And she's like, me too. So we were like, what do we do? And it just happened, long story short, we um, met with the pastor at the Idaho Falls Church of Nazarene, and we both uh, felt uh, it was a release to go there. So she was a children's pastor, and I was a youth pastor. And it was just a great opportunity we had to serve with each other and uh, grow the grow the uh, our specific departments and you know lead people in in a path where they can choose to mm-hmm. accept Christ and it was just it was a lot of fun. 
And that was at the Nazarene Church in yes. Niagara Falls? Yep. Uh-huh. How many years were you there? We were there for four. Yeah. Cool. And, we're, and I know you were coaching at that time, too. Yeah, we were at Idaho Falls High School is where I was. So uh-huh. I was like, okay, Lord, I'm following you, but I still want to coach. And, you know, uh, luckily I got a great gig working with uh, Colby Knight. He was a uh, coach with me, and, and uh, we had some amazing success there at that high school level and won four by one, four by two at the state level, and they'd never done that before. And wow. We did that within two years. So wow. it was just a really cool trusting God and then boom, we're having success in the track and all those athletes went off to like BYU and um in fact I believe one of the athletes won the decath in his senior year at hmm. the D one level. Wow. Or at least was on All American. I, I can't remember exactly, but it was just neat to see them grow up. Yeah. Well that's cool. And then I know that you um the coaching bug was still a big part of, of who mm-hmm. you were and, and so you you went on to Moved on to all, was it Olivet Nazarene? Yes, yeah. So after four years, being where we were in Idaho Falls, we had our first son Titus there. So Becca and I were like, "Well, we got to stay now because all our family lived in Idaho at the time." And we're you know debating, and you know this opportunity opened up at Olivet Nazarene where I can get my master's and still coach. And I was like, "Well, what do we do?" And you know we applied, and I got. The job and my wife got a children's pastor job at in Illinois as well. So we're like, I think this is where we need to go. So we, wow. Titus was uh, six months old, I believe, and we packed them all up and shipped them us all the way over to Illinois. Wow. Yeah. And, and you were there for how many years at, at Olivet? Uh, about four. Hmm. Our theme is four. <laughs> <laughs> and then is that when you got your master's? Was yep. it Olivet? Yep. And that opened up opportunities then for your next gig, which was down going- in California, uh, Concordia, Irvine. And that was where I started my first head job and loved it. It was a great experience down there. So that was the head track and field. Yep. And cross. Uh-huh. And cross country too. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, amazing story. For you, for coaching, obviously, you know, being involved in ministry, both at a local church level and, and, for coaching, what, what's that like been for you, you know, as you feel being called into the ministry as a, as a coach? Yeah. I, you know, ministry is wherever you are at and it's a neat thing. You don't have to do it from the pulpit or, you know, in a church setting, you know, churches where you make it in a sense of, you know, preaching the gospel at all times, you know, and, and I think that's the biggest thing, you know, God gives us gifts and it may not be, you know, in the standard typical pastor role, but how can you be a witness and a servant in your specific areas of what you love and what you're passionate, what you're somewhat decent at? So I I think that's a huge part of why I'm doing what I'm doing, yet ministry is the biggest thing, a part of that. Right. Why do you love coaching? Coaching is a, is a neat as, <laughs> avenue for a lot of different things. You know, Four pillars that I really base my my coaching philosophy on is, you know, first, the Christ aspect. You know, the first one is help you further your walk or introduce you to Christ or um, help you understand who he is. Mm-hmm. Second one is academics. You know, in the coaching role, you're a huge influence with the academic side because, you know, you can be a great athlete, but when you graduate, what are you going to do with your life? So, yeah. you know, really help them get their GPA ups. GPAs up so they can go to and get their masters or get a decent job. Third one is a social aspect. You know, a lot of times 
this generation forgets how to communicate, how to talk face to face, how to do interviews. They're always on their phones or, you know, tablets, computers, whatever it may be. And, uh, you know, so how do we create that interaction with each other on the team and with their significant others or their parents or whatever it may be? And then fourth one is athletics, because within athletics, you have a lot of components that helps lead into a job role, um, dedication, being on time, working hard, things like that. So that's why I coach and that's why I love it, because it's more than just X's and O's on the track and field, cross countryside. It's how do we create the holistic person? Right. Well, that's great. Well, folks, if you're just joining us here on the Heart of Athlete, we're visiting with the new uh, track and field coach at Northwest Nazarene uh, University here in Nampa, Danny Bowman, and uh, former uh, Idahoan, Weezer, Wolverine. And so, Danny, you were at, uh, at Irvine for four years mm-hmm. as well, and mm-hmm. then now back to NNU. Yeah. How did this happen from you going from Southern Cal back to your to the college where you started at? Yeah, it's been a whirlwind, to say the least. Um you know, I was very happy in California, wasn't planning on leaving, um, but, you know, we had a lot of uh, personal things with our sons, so we had to really evaluate what we're supposed to do with our lives, and, mm-hmm. you know, we can I can touch on the family aspect too, but the, we eventually moved up to Idaho to be closer to family for support, mm-hmm. and God opened a lot of doors pretty wide open and we jumped in and that's how we were able to be up here. So your folks still here? Yep. Both folks and my in-laws live in Idaho Falls. So got both sets of parents in the Idaho area. Wow. And then her folks are over there. Wow. That's, that's great. And you mentioned you guys have had some challenges and with, Mm -hmm. with your family and your boys. Mm -hmm. Um, Tell us a little bit about that and what's been going on with that. Yeah. So We had two boys, Titus and Eli. As I mentioned, Titus was six months when we moved to Illinois. And then Eli was born in Illinois, and then we moved to California. And uh, Titus, our oldest, was having seizures, and we couldn't quite figure out what was going on. You know, we got many different diagnoses in Illinois, and it just wasn't quite right. So uh, Titus was developed normally, you know, speaking, knowing his alphabet, all that stuff. And really advanced for his age in our opinions and he was doing really really well and then he started regressing so we had no idea why so we moved to california you know for a job role and you know we just thought he was just going to have seizures the rest of his life type thing and you know that's doable um with medicine and or whatnot and long story short he started regressing losing his uh, ability to see and talk and walk and eat and everything, everything started going downhill and we're like, what's going on? And how old was he at this? He was about, um, around four, three or four. We really noticed it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so we did a big old, um, panel, test panel to see kind of what diseases came with, uh, seizures. And, um, he was looking at, or they were looking at multiple things and we came back with one of them and, they they brought us into the office and said, hey, what do we do? Um, or they said, hey, this is what's going on. Mm-hmm. And they brought in all the, the people and said, he has Batten disease. And we're like, are what? you kidding me? What One, what is it? And two, well, what's the cure? Well, Batten disease is 
a disease where the body just shuts down. I mean, I can go into all the signs, but mainly you develop normally and then they have a missing enzyme for our particular batten disease and that enzyme fights off um, the waste in cells hmm. in the body. And when the you don't have that enzyme, the cells die because it's full of waste. Because they can't get, they Correct. can't excrete can't that. get rid then. of it. Mm-hmm. Wow. So then, um, and there was no treatment, nor was there a cure. So we were like, wow, so we're going to lose our, our four-year-old. And uh, so we're like, well, how do you get it? You know, it's, mm-hmm. so it's genetic. So my wife and I were carriers. Um just because you're a carrier doesn't mean you have it. It's mm-hmm. a recessive gene. So right. so then we're like, what about Eli, our youngest? Well, he has a 25% chance of getting it. So let's just test him. So, okay. So we tested him. And uh, two months later, after we got Eli, or Titus's diagnosis, we got Eli's notification that he too had batten disease. Mm-hmm. So we're like, oh my goodness, both of our kids essentially are going to die. And we have no control over it. So that was really tough. And we found that mm-hmm. all in California. So like we were mentioning, you know, we came, we're like, okay, we can't do this, you know, by ourselves. So right. what do we do? Long story short, uh, Titus passed away at the age of six. And uh, it was really, really tough for us. Because, mm-hmm. you know, losing a kid is not easy to do, especially right. when it's your own. Yeah. And, and then 10 days later after he passed, we jumped on a plane and went to Columbus, Ohio to get Eli into a clinical trial for mm. this disease. And Titus was obviously too far gone to do that. So um, ever since then, we, we've we been on this trial that went to FDA, got approved. And what it is, it's an infusion into the brain hmm. um, every two weeks. Mm-hmm. And uh, it replaces the enzyme that the body's missing. Hmm. And... Anyway, he's uh, almost six years old in July, and wow. he's he's blind. Mm-hmm. Um, that the treatment doesn't affect the eyes, but everything else he still has. He hmm. so Titus was in a wheelchair, uh, kind of in a vegetable state right now, whereas Eli's a normal kid that can't see. But wow, it's a huge miracle. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. How did you and Becca? How did you get through all that and, and mm-hmm. keep your faith strong in the Lord? Mm-hmm. And what were some of the things that, that God directed you to? Maybe there's some passages of scripture or maybe uh, just some things that, that kept you strong with your relationship with Christ. Absolutely. Because there might be some folks out there that might be facing, maybe not the exact same situation, but maybe some desperate times with their, with their family members or their kids. Yeah. You know, my wife and I, we love the Lord, even though it's been really hard, you know, we've been ups and downs. We've been really through everything together. And one thing that she is amazing writer, um, you know, she's, she has her own website, her own blog, can't steal my Um, and, uh, you can go and read all of her story through there. Um, but there was a book she read, um, called Spiritual Parenting by Michelle Anthony. And it, and in one of the chapters, it says this. It says, today you'll be part of the greatest story ever told. And we put that above our door. In a sense, you know, God's writing this story and we're part of it. Mm-hmm. And that's the upper story and we're in the lower story and we're following his will 
we may not see what the upper story looks like, but if we continue on that path of where God's calling us to do and be, that story is going to be all beautiful during mm-hmm. all the hard and tough times. You just got to keep, you know, trusting him and moving forward. And there's been so many cool things that happened through it. You know, I can't tell you how many people have been saved or renew their their walk or even got introduced to Christ through our our, our situation. And, you know, that's, it's terrible that mm-hmm. we went through it, but it's such rewarding that, wow, you just accepted Christ because of Titus mm-hmm. or because of Eli or because right. of what we shared with you. And I, and it's just a huge reward knowing that we're in God's will, even though it's a turmoil at the same time. Right. I know that the enemy does try to steal our joy and, mm-hmm. you know, and steal our hope yep. and steal our love. And, uh, is there has there been any particular verses or passages that the, that the Lord has really just imparted to you and uh, through all of this that have uh, He's just continued to to speak to you through? Yeah, I wouldn't say a specific passage or verses, but more of just either music, songs, um, mm-hmm. sermons. You know, our pastor really preached on something that really touched my heart. Of the sense, you know. You knock at the door, you mm-hmm. seek, you ask, you mm-hmm. know, it, it may not be in that specific order, but, you know, you're asking, you're knocking, you're seeking. And right. I think that's what we do when we're trying to figure out what God wants for us. And and I think that's the biggest thing, you know, we're going through all this stuff. I'm going to keep knocking at that door and seeing if he's going to open it for us. And if not, we go to the next one and, and see where God's leading us. Mm-hmm. So, Well, it sounds like you and Becca have just really put your your trust and your reliance on him mm-hmm. and to be able to to continue to follow him and to say okay lord and and to not be bitter i'm sure that there's been times sure. when that's been really challenging mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you know when you see that happening to your kids and loved ones and mm-hmm. and um so i'm deeply encouraged just by what the lord has been doing through you and becca and uh Thank you. Um, and it's great to reconnect with you. Um, we're so glad yeah. to have you back in Idaho, and yeah, it's uh, great I'm sure to be NNU back. is as well. Sure. And I know you got your you got your staff put together. It looks like yep. now yep. over there. Yep. You got a great staff. So looking forward to it. We're in the middle of indoor right now. So yeah, looking forward to what we can do. Well, folks, um, the blog that you mentioned that your your wife's doing is can't steal my joy. Com, is that right? Correct. So if you want to hear more of Danny and Becca's story and get some encouragement, go to that. So Danny, it's just been a pleasure uh, to have you and a blessing from the Lord to have you here. And I, I look forward to bringing you in again. And we'll, as, as time goes by with your time here at NNU and you. get you back on in next fall or in the summer and we can talk some more about NNU track and field. I know there's a lot to talk about there and got a beautiful facility over there and, mm-hmm. and you got the indoor opportunities. and yep. so. Well, thanks so much for being on the air today. Thank you. Appreciate it. Well, folks, if you're looking for more information about the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, you can get that at fcaidaho.org. And again, Danny, that's can'tstealmyjoy.com, right? Correct. All right. Well, folks, have a great day. Thanks for listening today. If you are interested in getting involved with FCA or would like to donate to the FCA ministry, you can contact us through the FCA Idaho website at fcaidaho.org. Join us next week for The Heart of the Athlete, a production of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes in Idaho and KBXL, The Voice. Yeah.